time to play ball. Welcome to the podcast with no limits. Whether it be sports, current events, or random thoughts, this is the place to step in and stay a while. Your host is a proud alumnus of Rio Hondo Prep, a former minor league baseball umpire, and a man with strong opinions. Welcome to the Get Home Safe podcast and your host, Matt Hersema. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Get Home Safe. It is Friday, so you guys know what that means. It's time for another great uh, fun-filled conversation with a wonderful guest. We try to uh, mix it up here uh, on the Get Home Safe podcast. I have a lot of uh, friends who I officiated with, a lot of mentors, uh, a lot of people that I've come across in sports, but also a ton of real hondo prep uh, graduates. Uh, I love talking to uh, law enforcement firefighters, uh, former military guys of that nature. Well, today we have not only an RHP graduate from the class of 1994, but someone who uh, is uh, in service to others as, as a firefighter. And I will give him, uh, let him explain all the details to you. But today we're going to be joined by Mr. Larry Pollock, again, from the class of 1994 at Rio Hondo Prep. He currently works for the Rancho Cucamonga Fire Protection District. Uh, I'll let him explain what all that means exactly. But that's why I got my my old school Rams hat with uh, Los Angeles fire on it. A great gift from my buddy Jordan Ross, uh, a, a, a classmate of mine from the class of 2003, who is a Los Angeles firefighter. And I happen to know a few of those guys, a few guys that are out there wearing the uniform that run into the buildings that everyone else is, is running out of. So we'll get into all the details today of, of uh, what Larry's job entails. I like hearing from these guys, uh, what life is like at the firehouse. Cause for me, it just sounds like a good time, except for the whole running into burning buildings uh, thing. But it sounds like, uh, you know, my other buddy, Paul Hampton, uh, firefighter, uh, my, my friend, uh, er- excuse me, Renzo Roa, his brother, um, Eric Roa is a firefighter. So I know a few of these guys and it sounds like a great time in the firehouse, a lot of razzing, a lot of stuff like that, but also uh, a serious time to, to train and obviously look forward to potential dangers and, and how to uh, how to be ready for those things. So I want to talk to Larry today about uh, his experiences as a firefighter, but also that's always so fun to do is go back in time, look back at his care youth league days, what it was like uh, going into Rio Hondo prep, his experiences there and the early 90s. I mean, he said here in the text chain, class of 94, the best class from RHP. I don't know about all that, Larry, but uh, he's going to have to prove a point there. You can't just throw out that term and then not explain. So I'm going to let him explain. Uh, Also, Larry, uh, something that's uh, of significance, he married into the Hampton family. I've talked with uh, the likes of Rod Bazuzzi before, uh, an officer down in Orange County, police officer who married into the Hampton family. And for those that don't know, the Hampton family uh, was, uh, or Mr. Orrick Hampton Sr., I should say, was the founder of Care Youth League. So without him, uh, there would be no Care Youth League. There would be no Real Hondo Prep. And so uh, I want to kind of ask what that's like, because, uh, you know, the Hampton name is, is famous. There's a few banners with the Hampton name. And of course, Hampton Hall is one of the largest buildings there uh, at Real Hondo Prep. So speaking of Real Hondo Prep, Larry's uh, oldest daughter, I believe. I'm not sure. I can't remember all the the kids uh, exactly, but I do know that he has a daughter who is an athlete at Real Hondo Prep currently. So I'm going to let him kind of be a be a dad bragger here, uh, jump in and, and just brag about his kids, talk about uh, how great the the lady cares are doing in all sports but right now specifically uh they got a heck of a softball team and i give great credit to real hondo prep 
no matter what it is. I don't care if it's, if it's chess or, uh, or a girl's softball or, uh, you know, boys volleyball or uh, I, I don't know, Glee Club. Rio doesn't do those things. But if they did, I would be in the front row leading the cheers like I once did uh, for the Care Crazies and the Pep Band and such. So we're going to talk Real Hondo Prep past and present with Larry's, uh, Larry's kids being, uh, being great athletes there. And I uh, can't wait to get into all this. So let's not waste any more time. Let's get to Mr. Firefighter, Larry Pollock. Let's hear from him and let him explain why he thinks his class from 1994 is oh so special and why some uh, recent classes uh, at Real Hondo Prep are special. It's going to be a lot of fun. Can't wait to do this. Uh, without further ado, let's bring on Mr. Larry Pollock. Okay, we are now joined by Captain Larry Pollock from the Rancho Cucamonga uh, Fire Department. I'm not sure if I messed up the term. He'll, he can uh, correct me okay. if I'm wrong. Hey, Larry, what's going on? Hey, Matt. Thank you for having me. Oh, this pleasure is a, to be uh, here. It's a pleasure. The pleasure is all mine, man. And, uh, you know, I always kind of ask people kind of when we get started just to kind of, hey, so have you heard uh, much of this podcast before? Have you heard any guests or anybody that is kind of you've listened to before? So, so I've, I've been a longtime listener you know, first time caller type guy. Um, you actually helped me um, get through my long drive. So uh, as a firefighter, I know summers have been extremely busy for us. And so the last um, assignment I had was at, in Tahoe was a Caldor fire, which is like 13 and a half hour drive. And I was, wow. you know, falling asleep. And so, you know, my wife told me about the podcast, you should listen to it because it's all the guys you know. And I do. I started banging them all out, just like reminiscing <laughs> all the the great people that you uh, you interviewed and my friends and classmates, and then even some of the boys that you know I I coached. It was just like reliving you know memories, and it was it was awesome. I loved it. Oh man, well thank you so much for that. Hey, uh, God bless you and and all your firefighters up there. Uh, you. you know keeping everybody safe and 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 man the title rings true then for you fighting the fire get home safe right it works right oh we you know it's one of our our mottos you know everybody goes home that's that's what we do oh beautiful well uh you know larry in in the in the fall i tried something a little different and i'm going to continue it but probably a different labeled podcast is i kind of followed the rhp football team and did like this recap show and preview show it's awesome and it people loved it. You chimed oh in, gosh. said after yes. the. I mean, did you, did <laughs> tell me about the your your liking of that? Oh, it was so cool. Uh, just and then getting to know the guys. I mean, you know, my daughter's a senior, so those guys were all in her class. But um, just watching, like you know, I was out there. I, I, I listened in and and watched, and you do your your live streaming, and I'd be like, oh come on, and like I was yelling in my hotel room, and like. <laughs> I was like, oh, come on. You know, it was, it was awesome. No, I loved it. And, um, you know, I mean, the Charter Oak, that was like the highlight. And I was like, okay, I could, I could be at peace now. You know, the small school that took down Goliath, I'm, I'm good with that. To me, that was like our championship, you know. Oh, big so, time. I, I said uh, it then and I'll say it again and forever. It's like, to me, that was a bigger win than any championship. Uh, I truly do believe that. For sure. And, uh, Props to those guys. And for your daughter to be in, you know, amongst the, <laughs> those classmates, that must've been cool. Uh, yeah. we, we got so much to get to Larry. We're talking about your time in care, Rio, yes. um, firefighting, family, everything. So, uh, but I currently want to talk about uh, your work in the, the fire 
department. You're a captain. Uh, take me through what you do currently. You sound like you, you, you do get shipped off to uh, other fires yeah. in other areas sometimes. Yeah, the fire service, um, it, we're, we're a jack of all trades, master of none. So there's, <laughs> once you get in, uh, there are so many avenues that you uh, can get your hands into and be involved in. And so uh, I wear a lot of hats. You know, I, um, the fire service, you, you take classes and then you, you're, you're expected to know more than the, the average person. So I, I am a captain, but I'm also a paramedic. Um, I'm also a, a tech rescue technician. So, uh, our city, we have two canyons that we, uh, a lot of people go up there and get hurt. And so we have to sometimes go over there and pick them off. Um, like this two weeks ago, we had a, uh, a large animal rescue where a cow fell in a well and we had to have our team yeah, <laughs> get them out. So we had to know how to, you know, how to do that. Um, I was also part of the hazmat team, you know, where you get the, to wear the, the balloon suits and, and uh, test some unknown substances and, you know, lose about 15 pounds of sweat. But um, other than that, you know, I, I like to, I like to teach. I'm part of our um, EMS cadre and uh, yeah. And then also I'm, I'm really involved in our, um, in our, uh, the Mount Sac Fire Academy. And I, I'm oh. a lead instructor there. Yeah. And, and it's awesome because I, I get to see some some care people like, whoa, hey, I know you're a care guy, you know. And so I have a, a special spot for those guys. Um, yeah. And I like I, I just like I like to mentor, you know, young people into the uh, the fire service because I think I think it's the greatest job in the world, to be honest. So now adventure, uh, helping other people, uh, being an instructor to younger guys. Yep. This all sounds familiar. I don't know where you, you got these interests yeah. or these desires. Uh, it, oh. It's so weird to hear, hear that. How do you come up with this stuff? Right. I mean, you know, I'm a firm believer that things happen for a reason. And um, everything that I went through, through Care Youth League, Rio Hondo Prep, I think just prepped me for this, for this job and this calling. And I feel that it was, it's, it's an easy transition for me, you know, uh, because I was, you know, teaching little kids, right? You know, talking to them and being, speak their language. Like I never thought I'd be able to use that. But then now when I'm, you know, doing station tours or if I, a little kid gets hurt, like I could get down to their level and talk to them. And, you know, uh, it was like, you know, I was being prepped this whole time to be in the fire service. And I think anyone who, who goes through, uh, through Carrie's League, Rio Hondo Prep, I think it's an easy transition to go into the public service because that's what we were trained to do and, uh, you know, to help people. So, yeah, yeah. It's almost, I see so many graduates who go police officers, fire nurses. Right. I mean, it's just the service industry and, and it really is. You're trained from a young age, you know, Hey, you live your life in service to others to do things for others. Um, and, and so, yeah, it's, it's, I would, I've said this before. I think, I would put the ratio of Rio graduates percentile, whatever, who go into firefighting and police. I, I put it up against any other high school in the world, really, as far yeah. as, you know, the, the types of people sure. that it produces. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, and you yeah. know, we were taught those lessons that, you know, respect, integrity, um, being honest, hardworking. That's like, that's something that, you know, was ingrained in us, right? And so for us to go in this, this, line of, of duty it's like it's it's easy for us it's like you know 
nature, second nature to us. Now that said, you've you've been a in the fire department for how long? How many years? Uh, nineteen years. Wow, wow. So coming yeah. up twenty years here, yep. and I'm sure there's a lot of good days, but there's also got to be plenty of bad days and and yeah. seeing things or. Uh, you know, I, I've talked to firefighter friends, things don't always go as planned. That's the nature of the right. business, really. And right. how do you balance out kind of those rough days, even even days where you've w- witnessed something that is not pretty? Uh, how do you balance out just recovering and and, and moving on from that, you know, from having <laughs> to deal with it, you know? Um, yeah, there was definitely uh, mind scars to the job, which, you know, is, is a downside. Um, but I think what What's making me successful, uh, hands down, 100% is my wife. Uh, without her support, without her, um, you know, just being there for me and this whole time, uh, there's no way I, I'd be successful to where I am right now without without her. Because without her, you know, that that person that I could bounce stuff off of and and just talk and you know, she knows me better than anybody, so. Um, yeah, I, there's no way I w- I'd be I'd be where I am today without her. So she oh, doesn't get enough credit. Like she's, yeah, she's a stay-at-home mom, right? But that I will trade being a firefighter and go up a burning building than what she had to do when when the kids were young. Because that is a, you know, is a is a position, a job that you know we take for granted, and I don't think we give enough credit to those those stay-at-home moms because they're. They're the rock stars. I'm telling you right now, yeah. they are the fighting rock fires, stars. fighting fires. That's easy. That's Chasing around nothing. three, three yeah. kids. That's the hard stuff. <laughs> um, yeah. With, with, I mean, she gets, she had less sleep than I did during that time. So, yeah. So, yep. I mean, you hear fire firefighters, you know, I've watched a lot of TV shows and, and most of it's in a big city, you know, tall yep. burning buildings, but here in California, I mean, things are spread out. You hear about guys getting shipped off up North to fight fire. I mean, you know, right. we, it's one of our, we got spring, summer and fire season or whatever, you know, uh, we have it's all fire season now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so how often, or I mean, what are some of the places you've had to be, to be sent for, to fight some of these larger oh, fires? Uh, well, the fun ones are always up North. Cause that's where you get the big heavy timber. And uh, those are like the campaign part that last for months at a time. Um, but we're our, the max that we could get sent out at a time. The longest is 21 days. And mm-hmm. so I've been out, like I remember um, back in 20, 2018, 2019, uh, August, I was home for three days and I was, I, I went up there 21 days, came back for a day and I went back out again, like, it, cause the fires were just, you know, they're understaffed and they needed help from us. But, um, you know, we could go, I mean, I've been, I've been to Nevada, just a little bit across the border. I've been to um, Oregon a little bit across the board, but we typically stay in California, but all over Northern California, Napa. Um, I was in weed by Todd's. I drove by there, took a picture. I'm like, Hey, this is where Todd Carson is up way up here. Yeah. Weed. <laughs> um, you know, so San Luis Obispo, um, was nice. Uh, we were at the, um, the Dolan fire, which was, was up the coast. Um, you know, it was, it, it the, it, it takes us all over the place. Yeah. And, and you think a, with all a, the fires, you're like, Hey, what's left to burn? Cause there's like millions of acres, but yeah, you know, somehow there's, there's fires. So, so here's a naive question. Like when you do get shipped way up North, um, is it, 
you guys aren't riding the truck all the way up there, are you? I mean, because time is of the essence. Like, how do they get all you guys yeah. up there in a timely manner with all the equipment and the fire trucks and everything, too? Yeah. So, um, so there's two ways we could go up there. So there's one is a strike team where you get five engines, and typically on each engine there's four firefighters, and then you have a battalion chief and then another uh, training chief that goes. So we will run run a convoy up there and drive those engines, and you know they're. They're not the most comfortable uh, pieces of apparatus to drive in, and they get like three miles to the gallon. But um, you know, we we drive up there, and then you know we we check in and get ready for assignment. And then the other way we could do it, it's called a single resource. So I'm also a uh, fireline medic, which means I um, I'm in charge of like usually a group of hot shots, you know, and then I am their medic if something bad happens. I I take care of them. So we. That one's pretty fun because um, we'll I'll fly into places that that fire engines can't get to. We'll get dropped off of the helicopter, and I'll stay out there with them for you know 14, 21 days, just sleep in the dirt and and uh, living with the guys. Wow, yeah. wow! So it, so it's not always that the air conditioned life at the firehouse. You guys playing pool or whatever. No, it is. <laughs> yeah. no, this is the rough stuff. I mean, there's there's only a few people who like doing this stuff, and I'm one of them. But um, it's definitely uh, arduous work and um, you, you got to really like the outdoors and, and sleeping in the dirt should bug you. Was there a moment early on in your career where it was like, whoa, what am I getting into here? I can imagine after 20 years of this almost that you, you've seen it all kind of, but was there some moments early on, you know, you're all fired up, ready to go. And then all of a oh, sudden yeah. it's like, Oh, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, so um, when I got hired back in 03, we had the Grand Prix fire, which went through our, our city. And, um, you know, I was green. I, you know, a lot of times it's, it's hurry up and wait. You get there and you just wait for conditions to uh, to line up. And I remember telling my cap, I'm like, man, cap, this is boring. Like, we're just waiting for the fire. Fire's not doing anything. And then like 30 minutes later, the wind shifted and it was it was game on. It was, I've never seen so much fire. It was like really a freight train. And I had a, a deck gun where we shoot, you know, this thousand gallons a minute gun, right? And it, it looked like I was squirting a, a, a water gun into the fire. It did nothing. And I was like, this is crazy. And, you know, I've been in, yeah, a, a few hairy, hairy situations that I try not to tell my wife about, but, yeah. uh, yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. 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 No. That. That's nuts, man. But it's, it's, it's like definitely a, evolving. Like what we're. Yeah. What, what the fire service is like. You know, when I first got hired, I never thought I would have have a need for um, any riot gear or bulletproof vests. But because with you know these these school shootings and stuff, we our department was very proactive and got us the gear we needed. And here I am, you know, wearing a a bulletproof vest with a ballistic helmet. You know, doing active shooter drills and. It's crazy. I'm like, what? I didn't sign up to get shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's for those uh, police guys. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. We, we're, we're the other guys. Uh, right, man. Right. Hey, hey, but, but honestly, come on. What's a few more pounds of gear? It's not like what you're carrying <laughs> to be all that heavy. You just, you just <laughs> have to embrace the suck. That's that's our, our one of our mottos. <laughs> oh man, that that is a good stuff. Uh, yeah. What was I going to say here? Um, so throughout your career, I mean, uh, I, I asked my buddy Jordan this because like. Uh, he could sleep anywhere. He's hilarious. He'll catch five yes, minutes. That, just, it, it's, yeah. it's a uh, it's a superpower to have to really? sleep anywhere. Yeah, you you have to be able to. 
now because of the firehouse situation, you know, you, you, you sleep at your job, but right. if there's a, a siren or something, it's like, so is, are you a lighter sleeper because of that with like uh, the fire alarm going off? So at, yeah, at work, light sleeper, like I, you know, even though you could sleep through the night, you know, you get one of those days where you get to sleep through the night, I'm still blown out because like my head is still, okay, I'm ready for a call. Right. But as soon as I get home, as soon as my head is on the pillow, I'm out. My, my wife hates it. She has like this whole, she's got to have like the, the lights. The, all, she's got to have um, incense burning and, and sound. And she reads. And me, I like shower, head on pillow, out. She's like, I hate you. How can you do that? Sleep so fast. Yeah. But when I'm at home, I can, I can turn it off and I'm out. Yeah. Oh, that is great. Well, let's see, 20, coming up 20 years. Well, I mean, you're, you're a, a ways away. I mean, at, what are your future goals for the career? Do you want to retire by a certain age? What, what, what does the future have in store for you? Um, well, you know, I'd like to put in my 30 years. Um, it's pretty interesting with my department, um, you know, 20 years is, is, is pretty good. But uh, as far as seniority goes, I'm like number five in the captain's rank. So it's like, wow, it's, I'm, I'm considered OG now. We got so many younger guys and I'm, I'm, I'm one of the older guys now. And I'm like, well, I don't consider myself an old guy, but you know, but um, you know, I, yeah, you know, I'd like to put in my time and I, I still enjoy teaching. So maybe I could still, you know, teach a, a class in the Academy or, or even take like a, I really love teaching uh, the intro to fire service class, like a semester class. Cause I like to, um, you know, uh, just mentor and, and inspire you know young people into the fire service and so I, I enjoy that so well, so we'll see yeah, that's, it all it all depends you know that's what the wife you can wants keep going yeah, hey, yeah there you go hey she said she's she's the real hero so I yeah she is I, I, and take, look take let me orders. tell your 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 <laughs> listener right now if, if the wife's not happy no one's happy <laughs> so you gotta make sure that wife is happy because it's uh, that it's going to be a long career <laughs> spoken like a true veteran now yes less less serious note i mean this is just me being you know old high school football guy and you know yeah. i got buddies and here and there talk to me about the firehouse what i, I want to hear two things pranks and, and food you guys cook up some big feasts in there and are there are there some pranks that you could share with the audience so, here? so there are there are pranks but because we're, we're trying to be more professional and, you know, a Very lot of serious. things people, people get, um, you know, people get their feelings hurt. And then, <laughs> then all of a sudden lawsuits happen. You're just like, Oh man. Oh, man. So not, so that that's going away. Um, but we, yeah, we do, we do do pranks. Um, <laughs> one of the pranks that they, they, they pulled, they told us, um, this is a battalion chief, which is pretty high up is they um, put his, he has his own vehicle and they, they, put powder in his vents and, then, and it was a hot day and, and then when he turned on the, the car the car with the ac on boom he just blew his whole face up with powder and i'm like oh man that's so awesome there's no way we could pull that off now there's no way wow um, but yeah you know we mess with the guys we razz them you know but the rookies um, the rookies the probation guys right they get they get a lot yeah. of grief yeah, you know, but you know, it's it's we just tell them it's it's a rite of passage. We're not here to to get rid of you, or you know, you will soon be on the other end of that. You know, so um, yeah, nobody gets hurt. Uh, we we try to keep it you know clean and professional in our department anyway. So, 
Um, oh, that's cool. And as far as food goes, oh my gosh, like. I remember you guys are always I, shopping at the store. Yeah. I see fire trucks all the time at the grocery oh. store. What's going on here? <laughs> Great cooks. We have we have one guy who's a sushi chef. We have a, a barbecue pit master, and it's like uh, the food is good. And it's funny because like we'll make something at, at the firehouse, and then I'll have it again at home because it's so good. So I'll have like meals multiple times, you know, in a row. Um, but when I first started, I remember my. My captain was like, hey, Larry, so uh, what could you cook for us? You know, like, because, you know, the firehouse meals is an important time. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I make a pretty good quesadilla. And I remember he's <laughs> drinking his Diet Coke and he like spit it out. He's like, is it just cheese and, you know, tortilla? I'm like, well, I mean, I had chicken. <laughs> he's like, oh, man, you got a lot to learn. Because I was yeah. so green. Like, I had no idea uh, the whole how the whole fire service well, culture was. And uh yeah, I had a lot of growing up to do, you know. You're a and Fili Filipino, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's a, it's a quesadilla is a Filipino uh, delicacy, right? Oh, you know, yeah. <laughs> All you got to do is fry anything and then you call it Filipino. Put <laughs> <laughs> rice out. Joe, I mean, Joe Coy, love that comedian. He's oh, yeah. Oh, my oh, goodness. Yeah. I laugh at Um Anyway, well, uh, good stuff. Stay safe out there. I am yeah. honored that you listened to so many, much of the podcast while yeah. on the road and everything. That is uh, so cool. How did, I mean, we're going all over the place, but how did you get involved? How did you know, at what point did you know you wanted to get uh, involved in, in fire firefighting? Oh, <laughs> my wife just walked by, but it is her fault. Her, so, her fault? Yes. Um so I was, you know, Filipinos in the medical field, you know, that's all the nurses, right? No way. My mom, no, you don't say. <laughs> yes, my mom, nurse. And so she goes, Larry, I want you to be in the medical field. Um, I want you to be a doctor. And so growing up, that's what I was in my head. I'm, I'm going to be a doctor. And so I went to school, uh, took all the classes. I remember sitting in um, one of my semester classes. I had calculus, organic chemistry, and uh, physics. And I was like... This is not fun at all. I'm like, I am not enjoying myself. This is, I'm just forget. I'm not doing this. I'm taking a break. And so at the time, my wife, Cheris, or girlfriend at the time, she was going through a Cal Poly Pomona and she needed uh, one more class to graduate. And she actually signed up to take uh, like a, a class abroad in China. And she goes, oh, I'm going to take Chinese. Come with me so I could sign up for a, a class. And so I went with her to Mount Sac and then we're standing in line, she's flipping through the catalog and she's like, fire, fire science. That sounds like interesting. I'm gonna sign you up. I'm like, what? I'm like fire science. I'm like, ah, I'm not even, whatever. Uh, sure, you know, I'm not doing it. I'm taking, a, I took a break from school. Sure, I'll, I'll try to get back into it, right? And then the first day I just like fell in love. You know, my, I remember my instructor who was the chief was like, be an asset to society and not a liability and that like, resonated with me and I'm like Whoa. man this is my calling like balls to the wall this is I know this is what I want to do this I think God has 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 opened this for me and then from there on it was just like boom took off you know and I was one of the very lucky ones because back back then you know you'd apply for a um you'd get it you'd, you'd you'd camp out at night the night before just to get an application you'd have thousands of people you know camping in front of city hall trying to get an app and like i was one of those people because it was so hard to get a job in the fire service and um you know i got i got extremely i you know i want to say it was all god because 
back then all they took were paramedics and you know they took this guy who had literally nothing on his resume to show for you know in regards to fire service and got picked up you know six months after i got at the academy and there's guys who were trying for years for years i mean um you know i, I know some guys from rio were trying for a long time to get to it um but yeah i got very fortunate and i got picked up isn't it funny how a lot of times in life it's just, it's one significant phrase or sentence or just something somebody says that hits you. I wrote that down. Be an asset to society, not a liability. I, right. I can't think of something that's more relevant today for anything. Right. But, uh, yeah. You know, what a concept that should be on uh, every street corner. Yeah. So I was like, <laughs> from there, it was just, you know, game on everything. Everything just worked out. And, you know, it, like I said, everything happens for a reason. Right. And I believe God opens doors and and this Rancho Cucamonga, I've never heard of this department. It's because it's before the 210 opened up, right? And so I'm like, what is this place? I, and I remember driving by it, you know, during the academy. I'm like, man, this is like the Valley of the Dirt People. There's nothing out here. And, it, and it, I got picked up. And, you know, one of the questions they asked was, um, because I didn't know, but it was one of our core values in, in our department is integrity. What is, what is integrity? Define integrity. What does it mean to you? Give us an example. And, you know, um, it's weird because, you know, Mr. Ostergaard uh, would always harp on us, like be a man of integrity, make your yes be yes, and your no means no, you know, your word means something, right? And and a lot of times, you know, during the interview, you'll hear people say, especially with that, with that question, like, do, do the right thing when no one's looking. Uh, and if you hear that 500 times a day, you kind of get, yeah. you know, mind numb, but I came in there. I'm like, Oh, be a man of change. means your word means something. Your yes means yes. And your no means no. And, and they were like, they perked up. I remember because I had like the last interview on the last day and they perked up and they're like, Oh, this is something different, refreshing. And like, tell us more about it. You know? And I was like, Oh man. Like, so I told them all these stories and yeah, came out number one in my class, and it's hilarious because I was—I remember sitting there looking at my resume, and I was pretty proud of like being an EMT, or you know, I, I got the EMT cert, and, and I got uh, Mount Sac, and I looked at my resume. I'm like, I'm pretty proud of that, you know, because I was pretty hard. And I looked at the guy next to me, and he had like all sorts of accolades, like firefighter of the year. I remember was was on top, firefighter of the year, and all these certs, and I was like. And I kind of turned my resume away so he would look because I was like, oh, man, I'm like, what am I doing here? I'm like, God, if this is what you want me to do, if this is where you want me to be, then dude, it's all on you. Because, you know, if you compared the resumes, I was like nothing. I was green. And I came hey. out number one. It was just hey, like, man, uh, you know, David, what David have five stones. I mean, come yeah, on, you know, right? that wasn't much of a resume, but he, he took For down sure. Goliath and. Oh, there's so many lessons like that you hear. I just, yeah. that's why I love having these conversations because so many of the stories, they're unique, but they're also mm -hmm. similar to other people. And you're like, wow, we're, we all are in this, the same planet earth, living the same life and everything. Uh, yeah. That is great. And, and did, I got, you already mentioned it as far as the, um, uh, the mentality really going in, but what about the physical training and everything? Was it right? Was it right uh, back? Like being in double sessions again with that mentality? Oh yeah. 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 To, to me, it was fun. I'm like, Oh, dude, yeah. I'm like right back doing double sessions, you know, and, and just, <laughs> just, and, and it, it's a team aspect for, um, you know, being a crew, it's, it's, you're like a team. 
and uh, everyone has a, a, a job and they know what what they have to do. And so each each part is important and there's no more one part is no more important than the other. And for me, it was I, I loved it. I'm like, oh, man, I, I feel like I'm playing sports again, you yeah. know, and just pushing my body and like that mental mental attitude, you know, of just pushing it. And it's good because it keeps me in shape and it, it keeps me accountable. So, well, one of the, the scariest things for me, just my, my daily life are heights. I, I was like, one thing about fire, I can't imagine climbing up that thing and just being like, you got to deal with stuff way up high and look down. I mean, I don't do heights. Have you ever had to work something really, really? Oh uh, yeah. I, I got to show you some pictures from, from our tech rescue classes. You know, we're I'm dangling upside down seven stories. high. you, you, you just have to trust trust your equipment, you know, and just like, all right, if it's my time, it's my time. But, you know, we train so much, you know, we train so much that it, it's, uh, you know, we, we make sure that everything is safe. We double, triple check it. And we have all these redundancies to make sure that every person's safe. Um, so you just have to learn to trust your equipment, trust your training and, uh, and go out there and have fun. You're like, I still, you know, pinch myself. I'm like, I can't believe I'm getting paid to do this. This is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> and, and i'm sure above else above all those things is your partners the people you're working with that's got to really be a trust right. factor yeah because um you know they're your crew they're like you know like that movie uh the 300 right you the person next to you you got to trust them because they're they're the ones you know watching your your flank so wow uh, and our department we're, we're really good about training like um we you know there's always that that saying i'm gonna say a lot of sayings like you can't train too much for a job that could possibly kill you. And our department believes in that. And so they, they, uh, we just, we put in like a $30 million training center, which is basically like a Disneyland for firefighters. You know, we have towers, we have collapsing walls, we have trenches. And so we go out there and we, uh, we, we, we practice our craft. So we're, we're good when we, when we were there, you know, when we are needed. Wow. Well, we'll stay safe out there, man. Uh, yeah. Trust your training as, as I'm sure you right. do. And, uh, all that, all that good stuff. Wow. That's uh that is great. And that's great. And then to come home to a, a wonderful family has got to be a, a yes. special blessing too, too yeah. after all that stuff. Uh, well, Larry, let me ask you about the, uh, you know, many years before today and back when you were, uh, you know, as back as far as you can remember, I always like to ask people, how did you stumble upon this place known as, as Cary Youth League? What are some oh, of your early childhood gosh. memories, man? Um, so grew up, you know, single, single parent. Right. And so my mom would work till five or six at night and she needed, needed me to be involved in something. So I would get in trouble. Right. Um, <laughs> and so, she, uh, I took home, yeah, the, the, the flyer carries me and she's like, I'm signing you up, whatever, however many days they allow you're going. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I mean, uh, I didn't really have a father figure who played sports. Um, so, we didn't know any of this stuff. And I remember uh, it was baseball season and I came home, I'm like, mom, I need a glove. And she goes, well, I don't know. How am I supposed to know what to get you? What size? I'm like, I don't know. So she, she took my hand and she traced it right on a piece of paper. And she went to like, I think big five or something because my son needs a glove and his hand's this big. And so <laughs> she brings back the glove because, and I'm a lefty, right? And so I'm like, I got it. I'm like, cool, I got a glove. And then I show up to practice and I'm like, how am I supposed to throw? Cause she got me the glove for my hand that I throw. Right. Oh. And I'm like, <laughs> she got me the wrong, wrong glove, wrong hand. And so, you know, after that, uh, 
you know, just, just learn and stuff, you know, from, from our coaches, the coaches were always so good about, you know, helping you when they could see somebody your, who's, who are some of the early coaches you had? What team? Oh, you my, I was an Indian. So one of my first coaches was like Mr. John Martin, Mr. Steve Martin. Um, Mr. Chris Horton was a huge, huge part of my, my upbringing. Like he, he coached me when I was young. I was in his wedding. I played violin for his wedding. And, and he, I don't know if I followed him or he followed me, but like all the way up to junior high, Mr. Horton was there. Then in high school, Mr. Horton was there. And so uh, he was a huge part, but I had, um, you know, uh, Mr. Mr. Drain, um, but Mr. John Martin, Mr. Steve Martin were the early, early, early uh, coach, Mr. Jim Davis, early ones. Yeah. Nice. Nice. So some kids, some kids really, I mean, some kids are a combination of things. Some kids really like the sports. Other kids love playing in the Creek and Mount care and this and that. You just kind of your typical, you like the Creek. You like all that stuff. I was was the worst. And it's so funny because I expect a lot from my kids to be like these athletes, right? I was the worst uh, athlete. Like I, I could care less, you know, I'd be out there. I'm like, oh, dude, check out this frog, like in the outfield, you know, in Covina. <laughs> and the ball kid to be like, pay attention. Um, and it, I was one of those kids who was a, a total late bloomer, like in high school, was just little scrawny. And then it wasn't until after high school where I like, oh man, you know, I, I finally became somewhat athletic. But um yeah, I was I was the outdoor dirt ball. You know, whenever we take pictures, my my uniform was always dirty because I was in the creek or something like that. And <laughs> yeah, I and, and you know we you know growing up we didn't really have a lot of money, right? And so I for the longest time I had had remember those those helmets I had the duck that when it came with the mask, the duck <laughs> it was basically the punters. <laughs> Punter's face mask. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> dude, I had that for the longest time. It wasn't until I want to say like junior high when like my good friend of mine, Jason Sakamoto, he got a new mask and he's like, "Hey, dude, you want this?" I'm like, "Yeah, man, I'll take it. <laughs> take whatever you got." So uh, that is hilarious. Yeah. You mentioned uh, the violin. You played the violin yeah. at a wedding. When did the I, violin? That's a unique instrument. Oh, I know. Like I said, my mom wanted me in everything because, you know, she, she couldn't really watch me because she was working, right? So I was in Tiger Cubs, Boy Scouts. Uh, I played violin, um, Care Youth League. So I did all that just to stay busy, right? Um, so I, I played the violin and then Mr. Horton, like, found out that I played the violin. And he's like, hey, can you play in my wedding? I'm like, well, I don't know. <laughs> sure, I guess. And so, yeah, I, I played in his wedding. And it's funny. No they have kidding. a video of me playing yeah what about uh what about your sister uh charlene Charlene? yeah how was how was life like uh you know growing up with her oh it was fun i you know i love my sister we were just uh it was just us two right so we we didn't have anybody else to play with so we you know (laughs) play with each other and to me she was just like a another a sibling um and uh yeah i love so a funny story so they growing up right I have an older sister and, and she, she's this pretty, oh my, that's my sister. That's gross. Right. (laughs) And then my, my best friend, Ken Lee, my best friend was start, like he hung out with me before. Right. But then he started taking interest in my sister. I'm like, dude, that's my sister, man. That's gross. And he's like, no, yeah, he liked her for the longest time. And then all of a sudden bills came in and swooped in on her. So now, now I'm, she, I'm, she, I'm, marries, I'm she marries Billy. 
It worked out for me because, you know, Ken's my best friend and I'm part of the Leaf family and I, I get along with Bill and Johnny was was one of my idols growing up, you know, and so uh, it's, it's it's all good. I've heard that before out. about about brothers and sisters. Like, yeah, the, the the brothers, his friends treat him a little nicer as as everyone gets a little older. It's like, yeah, oh, what's I'm going like, on here? Yeah, what's this, dude? you guys, man. Yeah, yeah. I well, I recently had Ken Lee back on the pod, and I had Bill yeah. Lee on the podcast. So you had right. to enjoy those episodes from. Oh, dude, those are hilarious. It cracked me up because I, I mean, I went on all those trips that those guys did, and uh, I grew up with them, and. You know, it was, it was good times. Those Leaf boys are, are good people. Do you get to get up to, to Mount Care with your sister living up there now? And, and get because Mount Care was a place you loved as a kid, Yeah, right? so we so like they- to go um the family camp. So if you if any of you guys get a chance to go to family camp, it's a fun time. So we, we try to go up there. We try to visit them, you know, when we can, but they're so busy now. Now that everything opened up with COVID, I mean, yeah, they're they're just swamped because everyone wants to get out of their house and, you know, enjoy the great outdoors. And so... Um, yeah, we, you know, we see them when, when we can, uh, but we're looking forward to family camp going up there and seeing them, seeing, seeing my two nieces. Yeah. So, yeah, they got that, they got that Bill Lee last time I saw, them, they got that Bill Lee hype fan there. Oh yeah, they're, uh, man. They're, they're outdoorsy for sure. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. awesome. That's good. Uh, well, so you got Kara Youth League. Good time. Sounds like very busy. Sounds like you had a great mom say so you're going to be busy and you're going to like it. Uh, yep. That's how it <laughs> was. So, yep. The decision to go to Rio Hondo Prep. Um, oh, yeah. Then, you know, sports at Rio isn't life and death. It's it's it, it's a little bit more than that. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, what was so that how like? I went to, to, to Rio. Um, you know, the public school system's not the greatest um, system out there, and um, so I was going. I was in sixth grade, and then I remember um, my friend, my good friend Jason Sakamoto, went. His parents sent him to uh, Rio Hondo. I'm like, oh man, I just lost a really good friend of mine. Hmm. And so my my mom saw the people that I was hanging out with, saw my grades just tanking. And she goes, I need to get you out of here. And, you know, single income, it was rough. Um, she did what she had to do, but she sent both my sister and I. I was in seventh and my sister was in eighth to Rio. And um, best thing that ever happened like I can't imagine if my if I would have stayed in the public school system where I'd be if I'm where I am at right right now um it was it was awesome and just getting to know my classmates and you know my future wife is in my class it was like you know it was it was awesome and and these people that I I went to school with that are everybody because Rio is such, such a small they're like considered my lifelong friends you know like some people yeah. like oh yeah I got three five friends dude I got like a ton of friends you know and and everybody knows each other and especially going to the trips you know it's like you get to know these people on on a different level and uh you you could create a bond with them and you know for forever will be part of your life so what's also awesome about Rio that people don't understand is yeah my my graduating class was 15 people uh ours is 10 10, 10, you hit double digits. Way to go. (laughs) Uh, Classes are so small, but even the classes you had no affiliation with you and I have graduated nine years apart. We've never really talked before, but there's still this like bond. Everyone went through the same stuff, right? Yes. Everyone knows what we went through, uh, the trenches we were in and the upbringing we know is, is the same. And so that's why, like, I love running into real 
carry three people that that's outside. So yeah. one of the guys that uh, we're, you know, we're talking about, um, I don't know if you know, Alex Taco. Yeah. He's a yeah. stud football player. Plus he's Filipino. So he's applying <laughs> for us. Yeah. And, and oh, I good, said, good. Alex, I know your upbringing. I know that you're a good person and you would fit well in our culture. Um, I'm going to try to, you know, get, get the word in on the people who, who are in charge of the interview process and hopefully get you in, you know? So, um, yeah, you, you have this bond. Like if, if you know, if you're Rio care youth league, it's like, you know, it's a special, special bond band of brothers, so to speak, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. No doubt. Yeah. Uh, Alex and Nate cycle, great Tycho family. Yeah. Uh, incredible, incredible football players. And, right. uh, uh, let's see what, uh, so you mentioned your friends, Talk to me about who were some of your teammates or close friends in high school. Everyone's kind of knows oh, each other, but yeah. who are some of these friends you speak of? Oh, Gordy. Gordy's a good friend of mine, Mark, you know. So my, my first trip, Mark and Tim in 1987, I was just like, again, my mom needed something for me to do in the summer. So she's like, I'm putting you on this eight-week trip. And I'm like, okay, whatever. <laughs> I was like the youngest guy. Mr. Horton was my coach, so he helped me. But Mark and Tim were like, you know, we, we slept in the same tent together. And so we grew up together. And, you know, um, I was like, like I said, I was like this, you know, care youth league guy I had like no clout. Right. But then after the trip, I remember Mark, Mark was like, he was kind of like, he had his own posse, right. Mark was a pretty popular guy. Right. <laughs> he had to walk around and he had his own posse. And then I walk nice. around and, and he's, and he's like, Hey, what's up, Larry. And I'm like, Hey Mark, what's up. And then like, I remember his friends, you know, John Healy, Sebastian Jimenez, they were like, you know that guy, man? He's like, he's like, yeah, man, he's cool. He's cool. And I was like, oh yeah, dude, I got some clout. I'm like, oh. Mark, 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 Mark gave me some, did me a solid. Yeah. So Mark, Tim, um, like I said, the Lee brothers, that, that trip, I had Randy Johnson, uh, Dave Carson, Todd Carson. Um, I, I was the youngest guy. So they were always like, you know, when we do something in the water, swinging on those ropes, they'd always launch me because I was the lightest. <laughs> so I, I, I had a, I had a, a connection with them. And, and after that, so 87 trip, then it's 87, 89, 91, 93, 95. I went to consecutive and, you know, I became a trip veteran and that's where, you know, you know, people, you, you, um, you, you make a connection with them and they become your lifelong friends. Pete Clark, Jeff Fairley, Randy Johnson, Rick Johnson, all those guys. And like again, was, these bus rides, it's all coming full circle. These long bus rides training yes. for when you'd have to ride the rig up, up. Right. I mean, oh, it's all it tying so awesome. together. Yeah. Man alive. Yeah. Great. I mean, oh, I, would never, I would never trade those experience for anything. Those, those trips, mm. uh, what we got to see. And then, and then, you know, you go outside and then I remember, you know, my, my, my crew was asking me, you know, what, what have you done? And I'm like, yeah, I used to go on these like summer tours around the United States. I've, I've been in every state. And they're like, what? Like, you know, a lot of these people have never been outside of California. I mean, maybe Mexico, mm -hmm. but I'm like, yeah, I've been in every state. I've been to Europe for five weeks. I told them how, how we put the play set together. And it was like, everyone had a job. And, you know, I was like, it's like the greatest memories. And, you know, my, my mom, she wanted me to go out there and, and learn like uh, responsibility because you had to remember getting fined and stuff, right? Oh, you had, yeah. to you had to take care of all your stuff. Oh, it's like, I remember my first trip, the first week I was already out of script, script book, script book money. And I was like, <laughs> I was like oh my gosh, it was. For those it, that don't know, talk, they were, we didn't lessons. have, yeah, we didn't get to carry money. 
the, the no. coaches gave us these cards that they would, it said, you know, a dollar, 25 cents or, you know, basically right. any amount. And when you forgot something uh, or you were late to something, Hey, Pollock, that's a dollar. And you clip it, you know, you get fined. Yeah. And, you get uh, fined. And now I don't know about you, but all these years later, I have that sixth sense now when I'm leaving the house or, or leave, I'm like, I'm forgetting something. There's something I'm yeah. forgetting. Or yeah. I'm like, really? I'm like, you know, cause if you left something behind lost and found cost right. you money, man, training. Yeah. I mean, the big one was embarrassment of the group, right? Dollar oh. five embarrassing of the group. And I'm like, this is dumb. But then you realize like, you know, like in my job being professional and, and mm. being like, of course that's important because you not only carry, you know, your, the name for you, right? But also your department, like you represent the department. So don't, don't do anything stupid out there that'll embarrass the department. You're like- Personally, I think awesome. our world, our world needs this fine system. We all need to carry yeah. around these cards. It's not just summer <laughs> trips. And every time right. someone does something dumb or says, hey, nope, give me your card. Yep. We need we yeah. need someone out there uh, policing this. That's what I think. Uh, oh, this is the greatest thing. It taught me budget, how to budget and, uh, you know, take care of my stuff and, you know, that I can't be just out there aloof <laughs> doing my own thing and, and not caring of the consequences. Right. So, yeah. So, so you were, you were behind, not behind, but you were, you were a few classes behind uh, some really incredible names, as you mentioned, Todd, Todd and Rick and uh, uh, Randy and Dave and Rod, he, yeah. Fairley, Pete Clark, mm -hmm. all those guys. So right. you're, you're not only learning from those guys, but you get to watch them up close and personal in their Rio years, which were some incredible yeah. years. The, 80, whatever it was this, the, the 87, 88, oh, 87, yeah. 88, the, the 90, 91 teams. I mean, oh, you had yeah. just be ecstatic. I was, I was water boys for those teams. And so nice. I watched that. I would remember, I remember helping them get out of their equipment. Oh man, they stuck so bad, but, <laughs> but their equipment, <laughs> you know, was so tight getting them out of there and getting them water. I was awesome. Like getting to be part of the team. And, you know, it was, it was like, it was great. And those guys were studs. Mike Whiteside, phenomenal oh, yeah. athletes. You know, it's like, Jeff, like I said, Jeff Fairley, Pete Clark. Oh, Jeff Valdez, man. Dave Joe. All, all like, I mean, we, like the thing that I love about Rio, like we don't have, we don't really have like, oh, this guy's like superstar. You know, we just have guys who learn to play well together and, and the coaches find what their strengths are and they capitalize on it. And it's like, it's awesome. I do. I, I love watching the games. I love um, just going, going and seeing the atmosphere. That's like, that's huge. I, I would sum up Rio athletics is it's a bunch of kids who are just as happy to score the touchdown as they are to, to lay the block. It's the kids right. just as excited to make the basket as to make in the past. It's the kid, you know, it's those things I think that you, you are just kind of combined into athletes, the males and the female side of sports yeah. that it's a bunch of guys, as you mentioned, who could be stars somewhere else probably, but team players at Real Honda Prep. Oh, and, and that's what sports is about, right? It's not about the one superstar that everyone here gives the ball and everyone watches them, right? Yeah. It's like everybody has a job and it's just as important as the guy who you know, gets all the accolades. So, so not, not to age you, Larry, yes. but, uh, I started care youth league around, I was 92, uh, okay. fall of 92. Um, Wally Ashby was my Wally coach. Ashby. Uh, okay. My sister's yeah. class. Yeah. 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 And, uh, I know you were, you know, Mark and Tim and those guys, 
Um, we had an outing, one of my, my very first real hundo prep football game, we had an outing and, uh, you know, it was so cool Wear your Jersey, it's a dollar to get in whatever. And I remember seeing you guys on the field. I didn't remember anyone specifically, but I just, I've talked to Mark about this game and it was my very first real game. I fell in love from the moment we showed up. It was pouring rain, pouring. You remember this game? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I hate Paulie. I yeah. hate them with a passion. <laughs> you are a real graduate. Paulie. Yes. Yes. Because this is basically this rich school against us, right? And they always had the best <laughs> equipment. And man, I oh, I hate I hated losing to Pauly. But during my years, unfortunately, we were we were small. Like we didn't have, you know, like I said, ten people in my class. And Mark, they had like what four four seniors or something like that, or senior year. Something, it was yeah. it was. Wasn't very big, and uh, man, they owned us our 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 years when we played sports. And uh, still, this day, I hate losing to Pauly, and that's why when we beat them at the Rose Bowl, I was like, it's just like oh, yes. yeah, yes. Like, yeah. I'm like, what are you watching? What are you rooting for? It's like, don't worry right. about it. This is important. Yes. This is this is life and death. Yeah, down with Pauly. It was although yes. it was a pleasure interviewing their coach uh, before dude, the season. Super good dude, man. I'm like, oh, I can yeah. totally see him in 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 Rio. Um, oh, I was like, oh man, now, now I kind of like him a little bit. Cause he's a yeah. good person and he's, 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 you know, giving them lessons that, you know, that real is all about. I was like, yeah, Grr. I'm supposed to hate you. Why would yeah, you? I know, so, yeah, I know, but he was a really good guy. I was like, oh man. When he was like, Hey, I hope you guys go nine and one every year. I was like, oh, yeah. that was the <laughs> kindest thing ever. Stop it. We need to hate each other. I don't yeah, like this. Yeah. But I'll have yeah. him. He was, he was so much fun. And the poly rivalry, no, alive, alive and well, what? What did you play in high school in the, in the football, basketball, baseball? Oh, what man. were your positions? So we were such low on numbers. And then I remember my ju- my um, my freshman, sophomore year, they're like, hey, we need a center. I'm like, oh, sure, I'll be center just, just for practice. I went like <laughs> less than a buck. And then all of a sudden I'm starting center less than a buck. And uh, oh, my gosh. I'm like, oh, I just raised my hand because I wanted to get practice going, right, and, and volunteer. And here I am at center. But then uh, my junior and senior year, I played like a corner defensive back and safety. Yeah. And then uh, I was a wide receiver, but uh, defense was, was, the, was where it's at. I loved, I loved, I loved them passing and just setting them up and just clocking them right when they're about to catch it, you know, knock oh, the man. snot out of them. Nothing Those better good, than hitting people, good, man. Defense, times. Oh, yeah. defense is where it's at. So you must have loved Mr. Randy, Randall Johnson and Gary Lunny. Tell me about your oh, relationship with those dude. guys. Outside on inside gap type nose pinch alley. Like I'm, I just grabbed that out of my head. And that was the, the lineman's creed right there from Mr. Lenny. Oh my gosh. And then Mr. Randy Johnson, like, hey, Pollock. You know, it's called me Pollock. You got to learn how to block BLOK. I'm like, what? I'm like, that's not how you spell B-L-O-K. it, but okay. BLOK, you know, block. <laughs> oh, oh, I love I loved those guys. Uh, you know, talk about somebody who, who made an impact on you um, and and really really showed that they cared you know uh, about you as a person those two guys like just icons right yeah. and the thing I love about Rio and care it's like not one person is is just a good it's like a culmination of all those people are good people like these are people that you would trust your kids to to mm-hmm. lead and it's like where can you find a place where Everybody is a good 
person, right? And you know that their, yeah. their heart is in the right place. And it's like, dude, nowhere, no, I don't think you'll ever find a, a place like that. And and I'm I'm proud to be part of that, and I'm proud of putting my kids into that because I I really think that you know uh, those those people really have the one thing you know that's important to you as a, as a person. And, and then that's your, your character building and, yeah. you know, your and, relationship. And you mentioned him, you mentioned him already, but yeah, I mean, and then Beth, I missed your drain. I mean, same thing, a guy that he pushed you, he pushed you hard, man. Let me tell you, uh, but you loved him for it. Loved, loved Mr. Ken drain. And he, you know, it's funny. Cause I, for, for a while there in college, I lived in the, uh, the Lee's garage, which was next door. And Mr. Dane was over there, you know, we'd talk and, oh man, I, I love that guy and his, his kids. Hilarious. Now, now two questions about two of your former teammates and we'll move yeah. on, but Mark Carson and Ken Lee, number one, uh, Ken Lee just loves to run his mouth. He says he's best friend. He loves to talk <laughs> about how great he was. Was he as good as he says he was? You got to Ken. Ken was, was, a, was actually a stud in athlete. Okay. I don't know if you see pictures of him. Like you remember Vanilla Ice? He had that flat, flat top. <laughs> Ken in high school was a stud, and and every, I remember everyone liked him. Uh, he was just a beast, a beast. And um, uh, you know, I remember all, all the girls from other schools. Be like, oh, Ken, because they knew him. He was an icon. You know, he had that hair, and it's like Ken was like, yeah, he was shaving and stuff. You know, in high in eighth grade. You know, he's like he was a wow. man. He was a, uh, and and he was yeah, Ken was a stud. So. He does run his mouth off a little, but he 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 could back it up. Ken was yeah. Ken's well, he kid. grew up with those those two brothers plus Mister oh, I mean, the father. Yeah, I mean. they they you know they were just toughen him up. You know, stop crying, Ken. They just beat him up. You know, make him stronger. <laughs> so it 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 made made him a who he is. And then Gordy, for somebody his size, he was probably one of the hardest hitters ever. Um, mm. When I going up against like I you know when we do the the hitting drills, I was like, oh great, I got Mark. He would just crush you, man. I'm like, where did that power come from? You know, and, and he wasn't fast, but man, he would light you up and he would just put it all on the field, man. And that's why I loved, loved seeing him, you know, because I used to coach the Cardinals and he was the Tigers. And he was like, we would have really good football games against each other. And to see him, you know, run in the varsity, I was like, this, for sure, this is like, that's the only position I see you in. So, so that's what I want to ask, like playing with him, in high school mm -hmm. and then obviously coaching against him when you coach youth sports. I mean, yeah. did you know when you're playing with him, like, okay, this guy has a, he's got a mind. He's, he sees the game differently. Is it any surprise yeah. to you now that he's no, the head not at all. coach at real? Not, not at, at all. all. And I hope he stays there for a really, really long time because that guy, he, he just thought outside the box and the way he uh, inspired his players. Um, I mean, and I can see it, you know, back then, who his his boys that he inspired and then and then now and then those 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 guys that you know he coached like you know Dan Pastor and Brian Hunter uh those guys were studs and then good people now you know they're like mm. uh, I mean like I can't speak uh any more accolades like Mark is a good good person and I'm I'm I, 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 it's awesome that I'm I'm his friend you know that that he's, yeah. uh, I grew up with him well, he's so welcoming to all the alumni to support the football yeah. program. We, no, he's we support doing a all the great teams, job. But yeah, football special. He's, he's carried in the job. footsteps of Randall Johnson and Ken Drain. Yeah. And yeah, I'm so happy for him. Uh, but Larry, let's talk now about 
kind of the girls side of sports the the the, the girls side first of all yeah i gotta yeah, re- you, represent like this is the look at Rihanna. you rh softball i like softball. it man. i got girls yeah got girls and yeah Ave, so avery and grace one grace is a senior grace is a senior she's 18 and then avery's 16 and they're yeah. both playing varsity right now varsity varsity softball. yeah yeah and their team from what i've read videos i've seen uh they're doing, just they're doing really good so looking good huh yeah um so grace is she's just a hard worker and she puts the time in and uh it shows and she's just fun to watch because she's super athletic super fast and that's all from mom like i said i was like i was kind of say kook. yeah that's got to be the hampton <laughs> side of the family it was right? all, it's all mom <laughs> and it's funny because i was i was expect i was you know expect high high stuff but you know i have really high expectations for them and I'm like what are you talking about dad I'm like you're you know you played you played uh a varsity softball or what was it? I think I was I was a JV as a senior in basketball. I was that bad in basketball. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> no, and, and it's funny. There's a video that um, that Kent found, and it was uh, me shooting a free throw, and I shot it like airballed. And I just sit in the airball. I walked straight to the bench. You hear the, eh, eh, the, the 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 sub buzzer. You're like I was like I already knew. Right? <laughs> I'm done. No, yeah, but so Grace, and then Avery, naturally talented, like she is there, um, but she's, you know, she's under the umbrella of her older sister, so she she's not putting in um, as much effort that I know she has the potential, but next year, I'm hoping, you know, that her sister is, is gone, and she's going to have to step up, and I, I know she could do it, because her, the, yeah. the talent, the raw talent is there, she's just we, very, we all very work athletic. a little harder as our career is we get to that upperclassman age. Right. Like, Wait a minute. I only yeah. got two years left. I got one. Yeah. Year and then people are yeah. looking up to you now, you know, and then I got my <laughs> son next year, uh, rain. Um, he's gonna, he's gonna have to be playing varsity here. You know, Mark said, he's like, dude, we have a small class. And so you need to step up and he's a, dude, he's bigger than I am. He's just, he's just still a little, little, little kid, you know, like his, I don't think his mind has, has grown into his body yet because is he, he is, he's 14, he's an eighth grader. And that oh, class, okay. I'm telling you right now, that class, if that class could stay together, uh, guarantee you CIF championship caliber. RHP right there. football. Okay. The future. Yep. All right. So yep. four years from now, three years, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. So what rain you said? Rain, rain is, yeah. Rain's my rain my, Pollock. That sounds like a sweet basketball name. Rain Pollock. Say. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. We'll be looking so for him on the gridiron. So yeah, I, I've seen uh your daughter Grace play a lot of basketball. Uh even when yes. she junior. I mean, she like you said, uh oh, last year would have sure. been a good good team for them with, with Katie Key. And unfortunately, COVID stole that from us. But man, yeah, it's fun watching her That's play. Right. So w- what sport would you say? your daughters uh, are best at, or are they just good at all three of them? Oh, uh, volleyball is, is their favorite. Hands oh, down. really? Like not even close. Basketball, they, they started to like it because uh, Mr. Parker is a great yeah. coach and, and, you know, um, and pushes them. And then softball, initially, they're like, eh, I don't see how anyone could like softball, but, you know, they've grown to like it. They've grown to uh, love their teammates and, and just, you know, being able to contribute. So... Yeah, they, they like all three, but volleyball is their favorite. Nice. Hands down. Very yeah. nice. Well, well, 
I find it interesting, like that, that softball field over there. I don't, I haven't seen a ton of softball fields, but I've been to a lot of different high schools. They got a nice little setup over there with the picnic oh, yeah. tables Mr. and the bleachers. Seems like good Mr. Parker area. did a really, really good job there and, and takes yeah. pride in that, that field. Um, yeah. And he's done a great job as a coach, you know, both in basketball and softball. And, uh, you know, I, I like, I like his, his style and pushing the girls, you know, to, to reach their, their potential. So I like, yeah, Mr. Parker's good peeps. And I, I grew up, Knowing him on the trip because you know, remember the trip? He was the, it ran the concession, right? Cook, yeah. And he would make all our breakfast, and I remember helping him making. You know, when we do hamburger fries, making all the hamburgers inside that concession stand with him. So, you were the all... quesadilla guy. You were the quesadilla yeah. guy, right? Yeah, that was, <laughs> yeah. That was your day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, you got a senior. Uh, you have a sophomore, and sophomore. currently an eighth grader. An eighth grader. Uh, yep man what a what a what a fun time and how often do does everyone walk in the pavilion and be like hey see see mom's name up there on that banner up there? Uh, well so they replaced it right they replaced did that they? um yeah they replaced for new for nicer ones and so i bought the old one really and it yes oh. and so i have it in my garage and so it, it's cool because it has um it has cheris it has uh, tiffany is her younger sister and it's got Ginger and Teresa McCormick and Molly Carson, like all these names, you know, before they were married. So I, I have that hanging in my garage. And also, I also bought, um, remember when we redid the pavilion? Mm -hmm. I got the crest. Wow. The crest on the floor. Yeah. So I was like, oh, this is awesome. I, made I must a, have missed this, this auction. I must have missed it. Yes. It was, it was during a... Um, <laughs> Like an annual family picnic. I remember I'm like, dude, I really want that because that would be so yeah. awesome. Just be a part of of just history and uh -huh. and so it's funny. I know. And then my kids always make fun of me. They're like, How come your name's not up there, dad? How come uh, your name's no, not no. on the banner? I'm like, Well, my name's on the building. You know, my name's on the building. <laughs> Cause my dad One made like you. a pretty good yeah, donation. And like got our name on the building, but Oh yeah. my goodness. What, what it's was funny it like? because, okay. Oh, uh, because you know, them like, so they're in public school system for a while. And I, we saw my wife and I both saw like the progression and like, you know, what uh, kids shouldn't be seeing these or hearing these type of things at this age. And uh, something we could do is, is change the environment. That's what we could do as parents. And so, you know, made a decision. It's, it's not cheap, but we're gonna, we're gonna do this. And so at first our kids were like, hated it because you know the friends like you pulled me away from all my friends and whatnot yeah. and now they they won't admit it but they've given me a little <laughs> hint there now they're like dad i'm so glad that you pulled us out and and you know put us in this school because i have these friends these teachers and some of the friends they grew up with they're like pregnant and stuff like that like see wow. that could have been you you know right wow. and so um them going to this school i i guess see them blossoming um you know, not being bullied and, and it's all, it's all for every positive, everything for, you know, that's full circle as what you mentioned with your mom, you know, kind of right. getting you involved in so many things. It's a, it's a good thing for kids to be busy. I'm definitely a, a yeah. believer in that. Cause that's what, that's what helped me. For, uh, and now I have downtime. I'm like, well, what, I'm supposed to be doing something, you know? <laughs> so uh, yeah. what, what you mentioned her already, but what was uh, your wife, Cheris, what was it like um marrying into 
the uh, the Hampton family, the Hampton name, you know, synonymous with Care Youth League and Real Hondo Prep and the yeah. buildings and this and that. Uh, I mean, what was it like? I know, I know, uh, she recently lost, uh, or uh, Mr. Philip uh, Senior yeah. passed away. Talk right. to me about the Hampton family. Oh man, it's like, you know, I I grew up as a sing, single family, and so when I saw what they had, I like I want that, you know, and so I was drawn to that, and and uh, marrying marrying her was just like the best, you know big best gift God has ever given me because she, like I said, rock star in everything. She was like an athlete. She's very creative, very patient. Like, you know, we're still complete opposites, but you know how they say opposites attract and um, she's, she's the better half of the Pollux. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, she sometimes says like, she, yeah, we have four kids. I'm being in one of my, you know, she's, uh, she, she's, uh, she is the, the, the glue that holds this family together for sure. Um, but marrying into them, I, I, you know, I, I love my Mrs. Hampton's taking me in and, and I, I don't know if Rod's listening, but she says that I'm her favorite son-in-law. So take that. Pazuzu. <laughs> take that. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> no, no, um, but yeah, she, and she, you know, she lives next door. They live next door, which is oh. nice. Um, because, you know, when I'm gone at work for multiple days on end, she could, you know, when the kids, especially were younger, were help. And it's funny because the kids, you know, that's all they know is like, like that, you know, uh, grandma lives next door. And so when we we're thinking about moving, they thought, you know, grandma's going to move too next door. We're like, oh, that's not how it works, you know, but, but it's, it's been a positive, uh, you know, positive experience that they're, they're next door. Um, and now that, you know, they're a little older, we could, we could help for sure. Yeah. But the kids, no. I mean, you know, kids love, love having grandma next door. And she's very, she, she's, I love her. She's a really good person. They ha I never knew them uh, um, very directly or anything, but they always seemed uh, so kind, so giving. And, uh, yeah. you know, Mr. Mr. Philip senior was just happy guy, Mrs. Hampton. And mm -hmm. then uh, PJ, PJ was like four years ahead of me, I think. So oh really? Okay. Kind of some in, yeah, kind of some yeah, interaction. Yeah, so you there. knew of, of PJ? Yeah, PJ was like yeah. a, another little brother to me. So yeah, yeah, PJ's a good dude. Oh man, well nothing but love to the uh, the Hampton family. I know they're going through a tough time right now, but uh, um, yeah, just wonderful people, and and you know that better than anybody, Larry. So yeah, uh, yep. Larry, I really appreciate you doing this with me. I wore my my Rams LA Fire hat. Yes, I do, I'm a Rams on. fan too. Ever since like really, you know, Jim, Jim oh we got another hour. Flipper Anderson, yeah. Let's go right now. All Super those, Bowl uh, champs. Yes, I know. I remember, um, you know, so someone invited me to to watch. I'm like, no, I just want to enjoy this, you know, at home. And I, and it was awesome. Watched it with my daughter, so it was uh, it nice. was good. But you know, greatest show on turf. Did you ever watch that movie um, with the Kurt Warner movie? Kurt Warner. Yes. Yeah. I thought it was, was really well done. I thought so too. Yep. And I remember watching you know, that. Even if you're not a Rams fan, that's a good, good film to watch. I would good. say. Yeah. 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 No Rams Go fan Rams. for sure. Rams and angels fan. Are you angels or Dodgers? Uh, well, I was a Dodger guy, but when I oh, got yeah. into umpiring, you kind of learned to not like any of those guys. Cause they all manage all the time anyway. So right, right, uh, right, right. Yeah. I'm more of a neutral guy in baseball, but yeah, I still okay. love the Dodgers. Yeah. Cool. Ray, go cool. Ray. I mean, how, how nervous were you in that, in that fourth quarter of the championship game and then the Super Bowl? I'm like, I'm like, they're gonna find a way for the other team to win. I'm telling you right now. I'm like screaming at the TV. I'm like, they're, they're gonna call some, some foul and they're gonna get it. I'm like, come on. And then when it all just, 
it all finally came to fruition. It was, it was good. The LA yes. Rams are world champs. I was yes. I couldn't believe it. I was just like home field. It was awesome. I, I know. Couldn't have read a better script. It was awesome. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, if anything else I've learned in our fun conversation, I have a new I know a new Rams fan Rams, friend. Yes. All right. All right. Not very many of us, but no, that's right. It, well, it's an elite, it's an elite that's right. group. That's it's, right. It's not, you know, not bandwagoners, not, right? That's right. That's right. It, it's a, it's an elite group. Yes. Uh, Larry, g- cool. good luck to the, to the daughters on their softball yes. season. We'll have to maybe get out to a playoff game here or, or two to, yeah. to check yeah. out the cares. Yeah. That is one thing yeah. the reels never hung is a, is a softball banner. I think it's about time. for I know, one, think? I know, I know, but <laughs> the way, the way a CIF has the divisions, it's, it's like, what we're playing against a team that's got 5,000 students. Yeah, like, are you I kidding know. me? You know, it's like, whatever, Don't but get you know, started. it is what it is. Yeah. Hey, well, they can just carry them five stones like David and we'll see what happens. Right. Yes. <laughs> thanks so much, Larry. That, that was You're a welcome. blast, man. All, All right. right. Thanks, Matt. Take care. Larry Pollock, thank you so much for coming on the Get Home Safe podcast. Captain Larry Pollock. And for all those interested in uh, getting involved in firefighting, man, there's a good name to know, especially the Mount Sac Fire Academy as the head instructor and most importantly, a Rams fan. I mean, this is, I'm, I'm super happy now. My day is complete after all those great memories we shared. And to come to find out Larry's a Rams fan, welcome. Come on now. I got to love that. Anyway, I'll kidding aside, uh, Larry Pollock, class of 1994, real hondo prep and uh, firefighter captain in the Rancho Cucamonga Fire Department, uh, doing great work, uh, nearly 20 years on the job, has himself a wonderful family with wife, Cheris, and, and uh, the three, three kids there, Grace, Avery, and Rain. Um, just a lot to be proud of. And uh, I really appreciate him coming on the show and talking with me about his experiences and uh, firefighting and real hondo prep and so many great things. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that as much as I did and took something, uh, took, took something home from it uh, with you into the weekend uh, here on another episode of the Get Home Safe podcast. We'll have more episodes next week. Uh, just me on Tuesday, rambling away about the current events, sports, maybe some fights going on. Uh, we'll see just my reactions to the crazy world we live in uh, usually about 45 minutes or so. And then another interview with a guest on Friday, at least an hour. Usually sometimes they go into the hour and a half range, but always fun on Fridays to have a conversation with somebody that uh, some people know, or maybe some people don't know either way. Uh, we usually learn something, get inspired. And uh, I think uh, a lot of people take the the interviews into the weekend with them, and some a lot some people even go back and re-listen to these. Um, they are pretty timeless, I think. And and as Larry did on his travels into firefighting, he could listen to a lot of uh, uh, different interviews uh, from people that he grew up with and stuff. So that wasn't necessarily the intent of the podcast getting started, but it is now. It's fun to chat with all these people, and I look forward to doing it again uh, week to week. It's just a blast. So if you have any suggestions, guys, throw them my way. Uh, I'm, I'm still stockpiling episodes daily to try to, uh, get this content out because it's a lot of fun for me to, uh, have a conversation with someone, uh, either someone I know well, or someone who I haven't talked to, uh, much ever like Larry, but, uh, again, it's like we were in the same class, even though we were nine years apart, that'll wrap up today's episode, guys. Have a great weekend. Be sure to follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. If you have questions, get home safe podcast at yahoo.com. There's also a voice message link in the episode notes. If you want to click on that, send in a voice message. Always nice to hear from you guys. Whatever uh, you want to, me to talk about or anything you want to say to me, questions, send them my way. It'd be great to hear from you guys, just like you hear from me on Tuesdays and Fridays. Guys, have a great weekend. Enjoy every day 
uh, as summer is fast approaching. Uh, it is definitely heating up here in Southern California. That is for sure. It's going to be a warm summer, but we will be here weekly for you guys on the Get Home Safe podcast. Guys, no matter what you're doing, whether you're out on the town or around in third base, get home safe.